You're listening to a classic business podcast as heard on Classic 1027. 1027. Spa delivered results uh, that were a tale of two regions, if you will. Uh, quite good in uh, Europe with uh, Switzerland and Ireland performing really well. A different story here in South Africa as the lockdown uh, really bit down hard on certain items. Uh, strong growth, though, if you look at turnover, uh, 7.5% there to 64.2 billion rand. And operating profits saw excellent growth of 28.1% to 1.7 billion rand. And that really does reflect that exceptionally strong operational results in Switzerland uh, and Ireland, as well as reduced operational losses in Poland. And that is something that analysts uh, were certainly keeping an eye on. Diluted headline earnings per share were up by 52.2 cents, in part due to the final minority interests in both the Irish and Swiss businesses having been fully settled during the period. So uh, to reduce some of the accounting adjustments for those financial liabilities there. I'm joined now by Spa's new CEO, Brett Botton. Brett, let's just talk about you for a little bit firstly. Welcome. Uh, we know Graham is still involved as the chairman of the group. You've been with the group since 1994 and you've served as MD of uh, the Spa North Rand, Spa Lowfelt, amongst others. What sort of vision are you hoping to bring to the group? Thank you, Michael. Um, yeah, so you're right. I've been a Spa for uh, close on 27 years. I've I've got a lot of experience in the local the local operations, having having run four of the six divisions. So um, I know this business very well. My obviously new for me would be the um, the close uh, exposure to the the overseas geographies. And challenging is in that we haven't been able to travel and haven't been able to visit them, uh, hoping to get there as soon as possible. So we've been running our board meetings into actions by Microsoft Teams, which oh. which whilst it works is is obviously not uh, not ideal, not as good as being there in person and and kicking the dust on the site, so to speak. Yeah. So for me, the, the priorities right now uh, would be, um, you, you touched on Poland, we, we are obviously happy that we've been able to reduce the losses, but we know we're near where we want to be, a lot of attention and focus for, um, for, for me required in, in Poland to, to get that business into a break-even situation as soon as possible. Uh, Switzerland, whilst uh, we've delivered an incredible performance last year and then obviously the first half of, of our current financial year, but it's important for us to make sure that we maintain that run rate because it's a, it's a good contributor to our overall group now from a, from a revenue and, and profit perspective. And then you'll also know that we've embarked on a, a systems modernization program uh, and we're putting in SAP across all of our geographies, which is a big investment for us around about the 1.5 to 1.7 billion rand investment over the next couple of years. So, so obviously key focus for me for me in that space. We've just come off our results webcast um, and I was asked about any other potential acquisitions and whilst we're not chasing anything right now, uh, we feel we've got enough on our plates with the uncertainty to deal with uh, as a result of the pandemic, we will consider anything that does look um, juicy or does look attractive to us. But for me, uh, yeah, Poland, SAP, and and making sure that um, our Swiss business continues where we are. And then obviously some effort required in South Africa, and I'm sure we'll touch on that now with regard to the yeah. to the current um, uh, sales performance in South Africa. Yeah, and uh, I mean, you, you talk about uh, not wanting to overextend yourself in this environment. There are obviously in a tough economic environment, uh, potentially good deals to be had with very good assets, uh, maybe just uh, falling prey to being part of a broader group that's under a bit of distress, for example. So uh, never easy to just outright say, no, we're not going to look at something for now. But I understand. I just want to stay with Poland for a little sure. longer. It's a fantastic market. I, I was there as part of a, an analyst to a property analyst kicking the bricks around uh, Polish malls and uh, and retail sites a couple of 
of years ago before COVID. And it is one of the fastest growing consumer markets in Europe. It, it really is a, a dripping roast to get in uh, for an FMCG retailer such as yourselves. What are some of the issues that you're trying to get your hands around when it comes to turning that Polish business around? Okay, so, so I think, uh, Michael, the, the reason that we went there is, is exactly what you said. That the opportunity is enormous. There are th- literally thousands of independent retailers looking for a, a, a home or a sense of belonging, which is what, exactly what SPA offers. We were hampered initially through the sanitation or the business rescue proceedings, which have now been finalized. So, so that's be, allowed us to stabilize the business. And then with, the, with COVID arriving, it's, it was a country in Europe with one of the highest infection rates, harsh lockdowns severely impacting our business in the north where we have a number of about 60 odd rather large supermarkets many of them in, in situated in malls and, and for all intents and purposes the, the malls were closed so our, our businesses up north really struggled. Down in the south we, we when we onboarded the spa retailers there were about 150 or 160 of them. Uh, they were part of the original spa operation which went in, which obviously ceased to exist and that's why we got involved. Their support of the spa wholesaler at that time was literally zero and we've We've managed to grow that support. Uh, we measure that. We call that loyalty. It's a, it's a measure of how much of their ingoing goods come through our system. And we've grown that to, to around the 25% mark. That has been challenging for us because obviously the lockdowns, our people have been in Poland. They, they are forced to work from home unless they really cannot do that. So we haven't had our people being able to get out to visit these retailers. We couldn't get our South African people across there. We've now got two uh, senior executives who are based in Poland. So so always for us, we we, we maintain that we were able to get the loyalty levels of those retailers in the south to around the 35 to 40 percent mark bear in mind it's currently 25 yeah. that would be where we would we would start to to make the business get into a break-even situation we originally guided we, we would do that by by this the end of this uh, this calendar year i.e december 2021 but we've been held back now through these uh, additional and, and harsher lockdowns so we're looking at that to be around about the march sort of april uh, next year we will get to a break-even point and then grow from there because we've got opportunities we've we've opened 14 uh, new stores this year this year already another 17 to come and we, we're putting in a spa south africa mindset because many of those people haven't been exposed to the way we operate with our retailers in south africa the relationships that we have the, the competitions that we run the category management the fresh offering the innovation that we bring so we, we we're slowly getting that into the business and that's how we believe we're going to be able to to grow the businesses of those of those existing retailers and and onboard some new ones as well well it has been a proven model and uh, i guess uh, analysts are always a little bit impatient Having just come off uh, uh, an analyst call, I'm sure you were fielding quite a few around that Polish operation, but I still am a firm believer that it's a great deal, great opportunity having been to Poland and just seen um, how the Polish consumer uh, love to shop uh, and, and would... Uh, certainly shine to the kind of uh, spa offering that uh, you can bring to that market. Looking closer to home now, uh, if you look at Southern Africa, you delivered wholesale turnover growth of just uh, over 3%, 3.1%. There's obviously uh, a hangover here from the lockdowns and then going through the various levels. There's a lot of uh, speculation about whether consumers would come under more pressure, certain grants and the tours and that sort of thing started drying up. Are you seeing that? What is your sense in, in terms of the strength of the Southern African consumer right now? 
Yeah, Michael, I think that, that number, obviously a couple of moving parts in there. There's a strong uh, build-it uh, growth. as we, uh, We've seen our build-it business growing at 26%. Liquor, uh, in, the, in the period under review, we lost 72 trading days uh, of liquor. So liquor's uh, backwards or gone uh, down by 7.8%. But coming to the consumer, our core, our core spa business for the six months only up uh, 0.8%. Percent uh, heavily impacted by the month of March alone. You remember March last year, in advance or just prior to us going into that uh, strict lockdown, people were, were panic buying or pantry loading, and we saw incredible surge and spikes in demand in, in March. And we up against that, and and now for April, May, June, we we really had a, a really good run um, in in Q3 last year. So we we up against that base. Consumers, we believe, and we, f- we are worried about that. Uh, we feel consumers in South Africa cash-strapped. You, you touched on tours and the government grants, certainly um, a consumer under pressure, looking for value, uh, the importance of promotions, pricing uh, is, is, is increasing. A private label will be an, an, is an issue that we, we always focus on, but certainly as we look forward now, we need to up, up our efforts in that space because the consumers need to be looking for value. Uh, we we also, uh, in the early part of last year, when, when uh, consumers were forced to shop close to home because they were locked down at home working or schooling from home, we really over-indexed over that period because consumers didn't go to malls. Uh, as, as restrictions were lifted, Consumers ventured back to malls, and uh, we've seen that in the in the mall data we've seen, and also we've seen it in the in the performance of some of the apparel retailers. So we under-indexed over that period. In other words, we lost a bit of share, we we believe, and that continued into the early part of of, of 2021. Also, bear in mind that our Tops liquor brand, which is which is the, the strongest liquor brand in South Africa, when we were only trading four days a week uh, and not on weekends, consumers couldn't go to their Tops to buy their bottle of wine or, or, or case of beers and then pop next door to the spa or super spa because the Tops was closed. So we didn't only lose the liquor business; we lost some of the business uh, in the spa and super spas as well. So, so that's all um, looking back over the period we're talking about. Looking forward now, uh, I've said already that um, we know the consumers are under pressure. Um, we've got strong marketing campaigns for the remainder of this period with some with a couple of new innovations coming through. We will focus again on, on our private label. We do have a very strong um, and uh, progressive remodel program. We've got about 170-odd stores, which we expect to remodel across all of our banners in the second, second half of, of 2021. We're going to open another... 60-odd stores, between 50 and 60 across our new stores, across our banners, which will bring us to 100 stores uh, for, the, for the financial year. So some good activity from a, from a new store and, and what we yeah. call organic or like-for-like growth, which is, which is our key measure mm-hmm. at retail. And also talks to me about the, the, the faith and the, the trust that our retailers, our independent retailers have in, in the spa brand and in the business model because they really are investing. And, and that obviously makes us very, very happy. Yeah, I mean, at this time especially. Absolutely. And what, and what struck me about the band and, I mean, uh, on on the alcohol side, you lost effectively seventy two trading days. That's almost forty percent of right. the available time during during the period that you had. And on the tobacco side, interesting that you you know you, you obviously saw the drop when when the ban was implemented, but you haven't seen a recovery. In fact, turnover was down by just over thirteen percent on tobacco. Would you say that the black market now is is really starting to um, erode trade or, or in tobacco? Yeah, I think you've hit a nail on the head there. We, obviously, with the with with the with the lockdown, which was the restriction on liquor, on tobacco, was for a long period of time. Consumers found alternative uh, brands. You know, some of them were cheaper brands, and some of them, and, and unfortunately, are those illicit uh, brands. We believe now that somewhere between six and seven in every ten sticks or cigarette sticks that are sold are, are illicit. 
which obviously is a huge issue for for South Africa from a from a fiscal perspective. Um, and we, yeah, you rightly say we're down 13 percent, and and we haven't seen a recovery. Uh, post post uh, the restriction, so honestly, I'm not sure where that's going to end, Michael. It, it, the liquor will recover; it is recovering, but but tobacco not in the same not not the same at all. Spar CEO Brett Bolton uh, reporting back on a tale of two regions, as I said, uh, with the retailer doing exceptionally well over in Europe uh, and battling uh, with some of those uh, macro and contextual issues that are unique uh, to us here in South Africa.